0: They have keen interest in the investment opportunities. I think that the um, the goal of GBA as well is to transform the mainland economy from the traditional one to a new economy. and And we see that the family offers are at the same phase. Uh, hence, that that well, family offers can help such a transformation as well.
1: Christine, thanks very much for coming in this morning. That's Christine Ho, Deputy Global Head of Family Office at Invest Hong Kong. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Asia Pacific markets are a little bit firmer this morning. In Australia, the SX200 up about a quarter of a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan moving further ahead now, up two thirds of 1%. The Cosby has turned around and is in negative territory. Uh, down about a quarter of a percent. Looks like it's going to be a flat open uh, for the Hang Seng later on this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for the final money talk of the week. Coming up after the news, back chats with Janice Wong and James Ockenden. The weather forecast. Fine, very hot during the day. The maximum temperature is going to be about 33 degrees in urban areas. There is a very hot weather warning in force this morning. The outlook is for it to be fine and very hot in the next couple of days. Isolated showers early next week. The temperature right now is 29 degrees and it's 70% relative humidity. Time's just gone 8.31. Here's Todd Harding with the Half Hour News.
2: A political analyst says it's too early to say what kind of influence the new Executive Council can have on the incoming administration. John Burns from the Department of Politics and Public Administration at the University of Hong Kong was commenting after John Lee announced the new 16-member lineup headed by New People's Party Chairwoman Regina Yip. Professor Burns welcomed the inclusion of more politicians on the advisory body, saying party politics could bring a unifying vision and platform to John Lee's government
3: why I mentioned Regina Yip's own policy platform on housing as a human right. Now, this would require a sea change in the way we look at policies such as housing. Is she going to be able to articulate this view in Exco, or just hold up her
4: hand and say, yes, 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 whatever you do on housing, I support. Exco in the past has failed to be held to account for blunders
3: that the government has made in the past, so maybe they will have no impact whatsoever on policy of the government.
2: President Xi Jinping has criticized sanctions on Russia, which he says would only bring disaster. Aaron Tam reports.
4: President Xi told the BRICS Business Forum that the Ukraine crisis is a wake-up call and warned against expanding military alliances and seeking one's own security at the expense of other countries' security. He also called for solidarity and cooperation to support a global economic recovery threatened by an epidemic and security challenges. He said stronger macroeconomic policy coordination is needed to prevent the global recovery from slowing or even being dis- disrupted, adding that major developed countries should adopt responsible economic policies. Mr. Xi also took a swipe at U.S. and European Union sanctions on Russia in the BRIC's opening speech, saying sanctions are a boomerang and a double-edged
2: sword. President Biden has called on the U.S. Congress to suspend federal taxes on petrol and diesel for three months to try and bring down record fuel prices for drivers. Mr. Biden acknowledged that oil and gas prices had risen partly as a result of sanctions against Russia after its assault on Ukraine. Speaking to reporters at a White House press briefing, the U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said Americans would continue to pay a high price for gas and oil unless the country moved to cleaner energy.
5: As long as our nation remains overly reliant on oil and fossil fuels, we'll feel these price shocks again. This is not going to be the last time. The next time there's a war, the next time there's a pandemic, they will impact the access that we have to fossil fuels. The only way out of these boom and bust cycles is to break that sole reliance, and that means diversifying our fuel sources by deploying clean energy.
2: You're listening to the news on RTHK.
0: Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Janice Wong and my co host today is James Ockenden. Good morning, James. Good morning. On today's program, we're talking about the transmission cable bridge fire in Yunlong, which caused a massive power outage in New Territories West on Tuesday night. Some 160,000 households from Yunlong to Chinmun and Tinsui Wei were left without electricity, while hospital and train services were disrupted. More than a dozen schools were also forced to suspend classes yesterday as a result. CLP Power said electricity supplies were restored yesterday, but it stressed that the power supply may be unstable. Were you affected? How did such a large-scale outage happen? Could it happen again? After 9:15 a.m., we'll be speaking to the sports commissioner about the delay in the opening of the Kai Tak Sports Park. Let us know your thoughts, your questions, and your comments on our Facebook page, Backchat at RTHK Radio Three. You can email us at Backchat at RTHK.hk, or you can call us, of course. And our number is two three three eight eight two six six. That's two three three eight eight two six six. Now, in around uh, 10 minutes' time, we'll be speaking to lawmaker Chan Siu-heng, Hung, is a senior advisor to CLP Power's parent company, CLP Holdings. But before that, um, let's speak to some people who were affected by the incident. One of them is Claire Chan, the vice principal of the Chinese YMCA primary school in Tinso Wai, which was uh, forced to suspend classes yesterday. And uh, another one is our reporter from the newsroom, Priscilla Ng, who was uh, caught out in the blackout. Good morning to the both of you. Good morning. And uh, thank you for joining us on the back chat. Um, let's go to you first, Priscilla. Um, where exactly were you when it happened?
5: Well, basically, I was almost home already when it happened. I heard that it was around 7 o'clock when the lights just blinked several times. So we just all thought that it was, a you know, a minor power problem and we didn't think too much of it but around 10 minutes later all the lights just went out Uh, all the power just went out and we had no clue what was going on we originally thought that the fuse may have tripped so we checked the trip uh the fuse box but then it wasn't that and then so we checked with the neighbors and realized that they also had the same problem we looked out of the window and we realized that the entire, um, the entire residential complex had gone dark. So uh, we were pretty worried.
0: Yeah, it, it must have been pretty scary. Were people panicking in your building?
5: We were, because we had no clue what was going on. We tried to go online to see if anything was, you know, there was any news of anything. But then the network was, was um, basically not working at all. So uh, we, we basically lost contact with the rest of the world. So we had to check with the management office, who also had no idea. We called the CLP emergency hotline, couldn't get through either. So, yeah, we were in the dark, literally, mm-hmm. for, for quite some time. But the
6: lifts were not working, presumably, either, were they?
5: Yeah, it wasn't yeah. working, so we had yeah. to walk down. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, 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 what did you do in the end?
5: Well, uh, so we checked with the management office several times, and eventually they they got through to CLP and. Uh, they were told that uh, some some power facility had gone on fire and that they were uh, conducting emergency fixes, but no one had any idea of the extent of the problem or how long it was going to take. So it was after a while when the network started resuming a little bit that we saw uh, videos of, of the fire uh, at the bridge. And that was when I realized the extent of the problem and I thought, Nah, I, wasn't, I wasn't confident that electricity would come back anytime soon so I decided to uh, move move out uh, go, go find a hotel or something and just move out for the night.
0: So, so you you actually drove to the hotel I mean what we're, we're about the traffic lights?
5: Uh, yeah, when we were driving out, uh, all the traffic lights were off and all the street lamps were off as well. So um, traffic was very chaotic because all the cars were just going wherever, whichever way they wanted. So uh, we almost got into a car crash at one point. It was really, really scary, actually.
0: Yeah, that sounds very, very dangerous, <laughs> driving in that condition. I'm just glad you're okay. And um, mm-hmm. thanks again, Priscilla, for sharing your experience with us. Uh, that said, uh, Priscilla Ng from our newsroom. Um, now let's go to Claire Chan, the vice principal of the Chinese YMCA primary school in Tinsui Wei. Good morning, Hi, Ms Chan. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, can you first tell us about the situation at your school? And um, Has power supply returned to normal?
7: Oh, well, uh, in, uh, overall, the uh, power supply is okay, but it was unstable. And uh, we just, uh, when we came back to school for checking, we were worried about the server a lot. But uh, after checking, that was okay. But um, yesterday morning, uh, the network and also the classifier was very unstable. But uh, we did, because of the school suspension, we did not turn on the air conditioner. So I think uh, in general, it was okay. But it is not okay if all the kids come back to school.
0: So, so what about today? I mean, have you, are, are you at school now or, or not Yes,
7: yet? yes, yes. We're in school today.
0: And uh, what's the situation like today, I mean, in terms of the electricity supply? Is, is it more stable?
7: Uh, yes, better than yesterday. And, uh, but we, we also advise the teachers not to uh, consume too much electricity in the morning. So uh, uh, try to uh, make it more stable. So at the moment, uh, everything looks OK.
6: So how do they do that? They have to turn the aircon down, is it?
7: Or turn uh, the lights off? Yeah, but of, of course the kids feel uh, uh, inconvenience about that, but uh, we hope the kids to learn that uh, we should be grateful for having electricity every day. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, and but at the moment uh, we can't do, uh, nothing can be done, but uh, and it was okay. We turned on the fan, uh, yep. yeah, but yes.
6: That's good. Maybe they can be more environmentally conscious going forward anyway. As, uh, uh, has this happened to you before uh, in your memory?
7: Uh, you, you mean uh, yesterday? Like a
6: major blackout like this.
7: Uh, uh, you, you mean uh, in school, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, at around 5, 6 in the morning, we uh, decided to suspend school for one day. And, of course, we received approval from the EDP and the school board. And then we sent messages to the parents and asked them not to bring their kids to school. And uh, meanwhile, we have the principal, vice principal, office staff, uh, janitors. Some colleagues come back to school to take care of some kids who came back to school. Uh, because some parents, they may not, they might not receive the messages from us because of the unstable con- uh, network connection. So uh, a few kids came back to school, uh, but uh, after we talked to their parents, they want their kids to come, uh, went back home to go back home, and uh, of course the school was open to those who. Uh, Whose parents could not take care of them, but yesterday no kids came back. Uh, uh, need to stay in school. So you took so, the initiative
6: to talk to EDB, it didn't? It didn't come from the government to, to close oh, well, the school.
7: everything happened almost at the same time, okay. around five six. So the principal con- uh, contact the school board, and also we we try to reach the EDB. Yes.
0: And, and do you know what the situation is like at other schools? Do you know uh, if uh, they have also uh, resumed uh, normal lessons?
7: Um. The other school, I'm not sure about all the school, but the school around, I can see, uh, uh, they, uh, most of them, they were some school, yes.
0: And what's been the reaction of parents? Have you spoken to any of them?
7: Uh, yes, yeah, some uh, parents expressed their concerns that the kids could not sleep well that night, especially, and also those who live upper levels. Um, they have to, they, they were forced to stay home because the, they could not walk up and down the stairs <clears throat> 34th. So uh, they need to stay home. And uh, parents also worry about how they uh, went back to school.
0: <coughs> and earlier you, you talked about how some students actually had turned up at school yesterday, even yeah. though uh, lessons were suspended. Do you know why, why that happened? Were, they not, uh, were the parents not uh, informed or not well informed enough? Uh,
7: probably about the network, because yesterday the network doesn't work very well.
0: Right, and uh, some some legislators have said the government uh, should have kept the public better informed, for example, by activating the emergency alert system during the power outage. Uh, what's your view on that? Do you think that would have been uh, useful? Well, of course, it will
7: be convenient, but I think everything happened uh, uh, quite suddenly. So, um, in the early morning, so I think uh, every party we are working at the same, we were working at the same time.
0: And uh, are you happy with the uh, handling of the incident by a CLP Power?
7: Uh, I, I, I guess I, I at the moment, uh, because the powers uh, resumed very quickly yesterday. At yeah. the moment, I, I'm fine with that, okay. and we, and the school can resume uh, very soon today.
6: Okay, it seems a bit of a lack of resilience there if children are staying home because they, the, the lifts don't work. Do you think there's a sort of teaching moment there that we could encourage people that you know we don't need to use so much power and it is possible to walk up and down 30 flights of stairs? It's not really the end of the world. Uh, well,
7: the, the kids, I guess, are uh, just for one day. Yeah. Just for one day, I think that... Uh, I, I hope that they they, they will be they will be fine. I mean, it
6: could be fun for them to actually walk up and down the stairs and see what it's like inside the uh, the, the emergency stairwell. <laughs>
7: Oh, oh, well, I, I guess I need to talk to a few kids today and see how they experienced yesterday.
6: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. All right, uh, Ms. Chan, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks. That's uh, Claire Chan, the vice principal of the Chinese YMCA primary school in Tinshouwei. Um Now let's uh, welcome our next guest and he's uh, lawmaker, Chan Su-hung, who is also a senior advisor of CLP. Good morning, Mr. Chan. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on Backchat. Um, earlier on in the program, we heard from some people who were affected by the power outage. Our, um, newsroom reporter told us she was forced to drive at night, uh, with no streetlights. And, uh, just now a vice principal of a school in Tinsuai said, uh, they, they now have, uh, they're now back at school, but there's, uh, no air conditioning because they want to save up on electricity. Now, Mr. Chan, you are a senior advisor for the power company. There must be an emergency or a backup system, right? Uh, What happened to it?
4: Yes. Uh, So yesterday, CLP expressed apologies for any inconvenience caused to the affected customers. And I can see that uh, these are the sincere apologies. And uh, uh, with with the concerted efforts and round-the-clock emergency service work, CLP managed to restore power supply to all affected customers at around 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 a.m. yesterday. And uh, so because the uh, power supply uh, has been arranged on a temporary basis, while the uh, food uh, steam um, the restoration program is in in progress, that that's why there's some advice that uh, some of the residents that they should uh, conserve energy usage. But then uh, for these uh, incident, as far as I can recall, I have not seen incidents of similar scale and nature in the past 3 decades. Of course, that the investigations are now being conducted by CLP and the government authorities on the fire incident. It is still early to draw any conclusion on the on the cause of the fire incident before a thorough investigation is completed. But uh, based on my engineering knowledge of this uh, uh, cable bridge design, And uh, the um, design of the cable bridge should include fire services, such as at least fire alarm systems, temperature monitoring, fire segregation of the cable compartment, so that any cable fault will not affect the adjacent cables inside the bridge. There should be and temperature it,
6: monitoring, yes. Uh, yes, and, uh, and
4: utilisation of the fire retardant materials yeah. for the cable systems. So has that so failed? That, uh, you, you can see the, uh, the fire was quite uh, severe, mm. and they burned down the, the whole cable bridge within hours. Mm. That is quite rare and, and strange. So I think going forward that uh, now the supply of uh, electricity has been temporarily restored, and the C O P workers, they are uh, working around the clock to uh, restore the power on a more permanent basis. I think the investigation should um, uh, focus on a, a number of, of, of issues, uh, uh, a number of areas. Uh, firstly, uh, of course, the, uh, the root cause of the fire incident. And secondly, why the supply security did not work when the cables inside the bridges were damaged, causing such a widespread power interruption for more than 10 hours. So And then the the next step would be to look at what improvement measures should be taken to prevent future occurrences. And most important uh, uh, as well, a follow-in inspection of the power supply system to identify if there are any similar issues which would warrant attention. So the uh, design of the high voltage system, we are talking about 132 kilovolt supply uh, to a large areas uh, involving a lot of customers. So we normally will adopt a, a security design system in a way that uh, we normally called n minus one criteria. Uh, in, in other words. Redundancy uh, should be included in the provision of these high voltage cables to supply power to large areas. If one cable is required to meet the, uh, the maximum uh, low demand of a supply area, one other cable, which is called the redundancy one, will normally be provided to ensure sufficient power supply capacity in the event of failure of uh, any one of the two cables. But then for the incident that uh, I haven't seen, that sort of security system work, there must be some reason behind it. That's why I I think this is uh, definitely one of the focus area in the investigations.
6: There's definitely an issue here that uh, the load carrying capacity of those cables must be being stretched. You say you haven't seen anything like this for three decades, but domestic load is up 50% on, on 20 years ago. Um, it's up 30% on, on per capita. So there's a lot more power going over that bridge than there was 10, 20 years ago. Is it, is it just the system can't cope with our increased demand in the last few years?
4: Now, uh, there should be sufficient monitoring systems and control program for these uh, supply cables, uh, including the continuous monitoring of the cable loading to ensure that the capacity will not be uh, exceeding the design capacity. So uh, there's a system control center operated by the power company, in this case is CLP, that uh, they have the uh, automated system to capture all the loading information, the uh, energy, the electricity, uh, carried by the cables to various uh, load centers. And then in in the event of uh, any loading, not not to say uh, overloading the cables, but then any loading uh, exceeding a certain threshold. before the, uh, the cable will be overloaded, there should be alarm system and the operators dispatched to to manage the the uh, the supply of the cables in a way that uh, in, in no case that the any cable will be overloaded. Mm-hmm. So but then the cable design is that the temporary overloading should be okay. And then the, for the uh, supply or, uh, to the Tinsui, Wai, Yunlong and these new territories areas, that uh, every year the power company should have a, a thorough uh, investigation and also the forecast of the loading demand increase in a way that they could have ample time. Uh, to prepare for uh, additional facilities or the uh, managing the uh, the load um, dispersion to other areas, what uh, which can uh, cope with the low demand.
0: And Mr. Chan, um, what about the weather? Do you think uh, um, the hot weather could have played a role in this? I mean, looking at the design of the cable bridge, uh, cable bridge, it could overheating cause the cables to catch fire?
4: Oh, but in 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 fact, that uh, any possible cause, such as the uh, overloading, the uh, high temperature, and, uh, and some other uh, events that may have caused the, the fire or the cable breakdown, that at this stage, I, I think we should not rule out any possibility. And but uh, then, uh, it is uh, a whole host of system to capture this. So as I said earlier, that uh, it, in the event of this uh, cable being damaged by uh, overloading or any possible causes... But then the the, the the design of the systems should be in a way that there will be sufficient supply capacities from other areas to meet the, the low demand uh, of the uh, areas under the supply interruption situation. But but then this this did not work. That's why this is uh, definitely something that we the the power company and the government authorities should spend more time on it, uh, at least to uh, to do something to prevent. Any future occurrence like this,
0: and uh, like you mentioned, it might be too early to tell what's the uh, real uh, the root cause behind this fire. But the uh, undersecretary for the environment, uh, Jie Jinwei, he said uh, they've uh, asked CLP power to submit a preliminary report by the end of this week. Um, so, from from all the information you've got so far, I mean, what do you think a CLP will be able to include in the preliminary report?
4: Right, actually, that uh, the power company is now in uh, uh, full steam uh, working 24 hours uh, a day round the clock to uh, restore the power supply to uh, maintain the security and then the, in uh, on the other hand that the, another team should be dispatched to carry out the investigation and then the the uh, the, uh, the reports should be available for the authorities within three days and i think that the preliminary uh, investigations should be able to tell us what are the, the root causes? And then the most important of all is that, uh, as I said earlier, to uh, inspect and carry out and follow uh, investigation of uh, any similar facilities in uh, the power supply system, uh, which has a similar situation like this uh, cable bridge, in, in a way that uh, should stopgap uh, to make sure that there will not be any occurrence like this. Uh, we, we know that uh, the temperature or the, the weather... Situation that uh, the summer is is, um, is now uh, 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 that we are facing the high temperature. Uh, that Tomorrow or the, the day after tomorrow, there may be uh, the, the very high, low demand in you know, some other areas. So that's what I think most important of all. Uh, while we, the, the power company is uh, carrying out the investigation on this particular incident, which can be a, an isolated case, I hope, and at the same time to just uh, make sure there will not be any... Uh, occurrence of similar type in other parts of the power supply system.
6: That report is due tomorrow, isn't it? I mean, they must have a, a clear idea by now what exactly happened and what's going into that report. Have you, have you seen any drafts?
4: No, I haven't. At, uh, in fact, uh, to be fair, that the incident happened only uh, less than two days, and they're the, the spending all the efforts working around the clock to, to re- restore the power supply. And then uh, I think uh, we, we can just give them uh, a bit more time and uh, let's say that uh, when they submitted the report to to the authorities, that I'm sure that the public will know a little bit more about the uh, the, the whole event, the incident, uh, at least some preliminary findings that, uh, for, for us to understand what had happened.
0: And Mr Chan, some of your colleagues in LegCo have criticised the handling of the incident by the government, uh, saying that uh, it should have done better to keep the public informed. Do you agree?
4: I, I agree entirely that... Uh, Actually, the uh, the government should review the emergency coordination and response plan between the authorities and the public utility company to avoid causing citizens any chaos and panicking during the supply interruptions. And and then a lot of um, feedback saying that uh, the the government should uh, consider uh, introducing a proper public alert system in place. And then we we don't want to end up, we had the forest uh, alert system last time. But then, over the, this time, that there should be something to alert the uh, the citizens, to alert the uh, the people, uh, the being affected, uh, such that they can stay calm, and then they will know where to go, they will know uh, who to contact, and hotlines, and 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 uh, some uh, particularly center to manage the people or the citizens that they are in uh, special needs. So I, I think the host of things. That should warrant a thorough investigation, not only the fire incident itself, but the kind of an overall coordination and response plan. That uh, we 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 have no idea when the uh, the super typhoon will come, uh, heavy flooding will come, and there are plenty of uh, these possible uh, um, uh, kind of a uh, large scale interruptions of the. Uh, Likelihood of people that I, I think the government should uh, make use of these as a very, very important part and urgency to, to look at this coordination plan.
0: And uh, when we look at the power outage uh, that just uh, happened earlier this week, it lasted for around uh, 13 hours. Um, under the current scheme of control agreement between CLP power and the government, will CLP power be penalized?
4: No, that, uh, again, this is uh, still early to uh, uh, indicate any conclusion in one way or in another, I'm sure definitely this is something uh, that uh, the power company and the authorities should look at. And in fact, the scheme of control should have uh, sufficient mechanism in place to take care of this. And in fact, the uh, power interruptions happened uh, sometimes in the past, although not uh, at such a large scale, but there should be a mechanism in place to do it. But then if it is necessary to review the mechanism, I think that, that uh, we, we should look at this um uh, carefully, you think we should review the
6: scheme of control, the, the mechanism for restoring power, the, for the next scheme of control.
4: Uh, actually, that uh, this scheme of control, like uh, any other agreement, that uh, should be reviewed periodically. Uh, that uh, in a, a special uh, interval, in a way that uh, uh, there should be uh, considerations to improve further. There is no perfect things in the world, and then the, uh, within a, a certain period, I think. Uh, the agreement should be reviewed, uh, followed to make sure that uh, it um, it can um, fulfill its uh, uh, purpose of uh, developing this uh, relationship, uh, and then the the roles and responsibilities of the power companies to serve the the, the public.
0: Right, and just very very briefly, I mean, um, looking at I mean, I was looking at uh, the CLP's website, and it clearly says it provides reliable and safe electricity supply in Hong Kong at world-class reliability of over 99.999%. So, I mean, very, very briefly, is this a power outage incident and embarrassment?
4: Uh, uh, in fact, that uh, this is a, a very important exercise for the power company and the government authorities to, to review and uh, to see any lessons learned to make sure that the, the power supply system in Hong Kong should re- maintain uh, remained the uh, the highest security and reliability. Uh, compared with other cities. And all right, the case. Un- all right, Mr. Chan.
0: Unfortunately, all right, Mr. Chan. Unfortunately, we will have to leave it here for now because uh, we're out of time, and the news summary is coming up next. Thank you again for joining us this morning. That's a lawmaker Chan siu Hong who is also a senior advisor to CLP. And it will continue our discussion right after the news. When we'll be joined by another lawmaker from the New Territories North constituency, and also Dr. William Yu, the founder and CEO of the World Green Organization. And now a quick look at the. Weather. it'll be fine very hot during the day with highs of around 33 degrees and uh, winds will be light to moderate southerlies right now it's 30 degrees relative humidity 71 percent
5: sources by deploying clean energy
2: you're listening to the news on rthk
0: Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Thursday morning with James Ockenden and me, Janice Wong. Let's return to our discussion on the transmission cable bridge fire in Yunlong, which caused a massive power outage in New Territories West on Tuesday night. Before I welcome our guests, remember you can contact us with your questions or comments. Our email is backchat at rthk.hk. Our telephone number is 23388266. And our Facebook page is backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Joining us now on Backchat is Gary Jang, a New Territories North constituency lawmaker, and Dr. William Yu, the founder and CEO of the World Green Organization. Good morning and welcome to the both of you. Um, good morning. Good morning. Now, Mr. Jang, in the first half of the program, we heard about some of the problems the power outage caused. Um, do you think the whole incident could have been handled better by CLP Power and the government?
8: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the... The, the The incident broke out at around seven o'clock and uh, I arrived at the scene um, uh, in, in half an hour so I, I I was actually on site and observed most of the incident handling and uh, and later on I went to the most affected area, the Tway area uh, at around twelve o'clock and by that time the, the power supply has uh, had not yet to be fully resumed uh, until next morning so um, uh, um I would say uh, based on my observations uh, those front line uh, staff of um, CLP and also the emergency services, services department, they they have really been trying their best. But uh, in terms of the overall communication and coordination, I think the the government itself could do uh, uh, could, could have done a much better job in terms of the uh, how to mobilise support from other other civil servants and how to better disseminate the information. Because one thing we did we did notice that most of the information we got on site. Was from bottom up. It was from the local residents, and it's very pitiable. And uh, it, it was not until like in in uh, uh, in uh, early uh, in uh, uh, not until like uh, one o'clock, yeah, one a.m. That um, the, the CLP and the government they held a press a press up to give a uh, latest updates on the, on the on the on the on the on the incident and also on the on the areas that uh, that still uh, still are still being uh, affected. So I think that's one area that, um, yeah. that definitely the government could do much better because
6: that's about five hours after the fire and a yeah, lot of people yeah. getting information from like the, the management company in in the in their building. so it mm-hmm. seems like you say it's very bottom up how some our reporter said the network was down the mobile network, so how do you think such information should be disseminated what can they actually do
8: okay i i think the, um um I went to Tinsukh area myself, and uh, indeed in the mobile network uh, was not stable. But I, I think that's, the, that's that's mainly because um, too many people are using mm-hmm. the the mobile network for 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 internet because the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi uh, Wi-Fi were not working. Um, and uh, I, I, I did mention in uh, in um, in a national session that uh, the government launched the the emergency alert system, the EAS, back in 2000, uh, 2020, and. Uh, the purpose is to disseminate important real-time messages to 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 citizens uh, during emergency situations and I, I do believe that the the, the power supply suspension uh, the, uh, happened in greenland is definitely uh, one of the uh, is definitely uh, the the the, the the, the instance that we should
0: use this system. Yeah. But Mr Zhang, the Undersecretary for the Environment, Jie Wai, he, he said the system should only be used when there is an emergency situation affecting all Hong Kong residents. Does he have a point?
8: Um, maybe the government has their own logic, but uh, let me, probably let me try to ask one question. Do you think uh, if, if an earthquake... Ever happens in Hong Kong? Do you think we, uh, we uh, if we should use the EAS or not? I think most people will agree with me that we should use. We, we should definitely use EAS during an earthquake in Hong Kong, right? But in fact, uh, most likely, an earthquake will only affect uh, a specific location of the uh, of the city. It will not. It will not be like the whole city uh, be having the earthquake. So, on this part, I, I, I really couldn't agree agree with
6: the government officials the the rationale for using it last time with the hospital closure was that people from all around the city might go to that hospital surely that applies here people from all over the city might be headed towards Wai, where there's no traffic lights and no street lights and and whatnot
8: yes that about uh, several hundred thousands of people are being affected and also the public transport uh, were suspended uh, for uh, for like half an hour so that's that definitely uh, justified to use the yes uh, in my in my opinion yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, mr jang i i know you're an engineer i, I have a question here from a uh, listener i'm not sure if you can answer the question it's from vic he says dear backchat presuming the power was cut off what fueled the raging fire after the power cut um, he's talking about the Yunlong uh, Bridge.
8: Um, I'm a, I, I'm a civil engineer, so I'm, I'm not really um, familiar with the technical details of the electrical supply. Um, but um, I, I think we really we really need to wait for the for the for the investigation report that will be released in three days by the CLP, and to see what 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 are the causes of the. The
5: The
6: fire was pretty intense though watching the videos and we were very lucky that didn't spread or that that bridge wasn't closer to buildings. Have you found out are there other similar bridges close to buildings or cables like that under buildings that might uh, cause fires in populated areas?
8: Uh, CLP said there was uh, three other similar bridges in, uh, across the city, but they, they re- refused to disclose the areas. But uh, uh, I've already raised an urgent question in Dashco and to ask the CLP, and not, not only just CLP, but also the, the, the other power supply company to conduct a urgent safety review uh, to all similar distribution and power distribution uh,
3: networks.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Dr. Yu. Good morning, Dr. Yu.
3: Good
0: morning. So, so what do you think about the whole incident?
3: Um, that definitely it's a, a very, uh, I would say, very uh, abnormal cases uh, causing a, a, a big scale of fire and a, a, a comparatively to the past, a big scale of uh, 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 unplanned interruption. So uh, I think we, uh, although we, we enjoy this, uh, what they call world-class reliability rate uh, in the past 99.999% uh, in recent years. So that means uh, with th- this unplanned power interruption duration is uh, less than one minute per year per customer according to the definition. So. Uh, but compared to other cities uh, normally it's fifteen to even uh thirty minutes of unplanned interruption uh per year per customer so uh so we we really we really need to take out the reason uh i am not and actually i'm not in that position to comment any any possible uh uh, uh, uh cause be behind but but it's very uh, abnormal i would say in this case but what I heard from the other uh, engineers feel is uh, 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 the, the cable was built uh, 20, 30 years ago. So maybe that is a, a direction uh, to look into. And uh, the the, cape, the type of cable is different uh, if they haven't changed, updated type of cable. Um, I mean, uh, the, uh, for the old type of cable, they have different insulation or cooling effects, you know, the design uh is different compared to the visa, one. And I, I think the invitation is uh, we also need to look into uh similar, you know, um other cables uh with similar age range and also look into um um you know the reliability um uh, kind of uh, potential risk um in in other areas. So I, I think that's what CLP. There always room for improvement. What the should do is uh, to do a, a more city-wide inspection.
6: Dr. Yu, we were just talking earlier about the fact that domestic load, electricity load, is up around 50% on 20 years ago, and no one will say whether that's a contributing factor or not, but it seems we're using a lot more electricity. And Janice and I were just talking about how you know, neither of us grew up with air conditioning, for example. Uh, it seems to now be the norm. Is it our intensive use of electricity which might be starting to cause more of these incidents, more of these outages and fires?
3: Uh, I, I think because um, um, what we call this is a peak low. I mean, um, what you need to do is uh, if we turn on the air con at the same time, you know, uh, one day we we have uh, very extremely hot weather. Then um, the utilities, the electricity companies, they need to cope with that peak.
6: Load. That's been known for a long time. What what about uh, electric vehicles? Everyone gets home at six o'clock and plugs their electric vehicle in. Could that be a, a factor here? Uh,
3: I I think at the moment I I discussed this uh, 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 with some CLP uh, people before. Because uh, if everyone now changed their car, the vehicle to electrify one, uh, then we don't have enough electricity to supply. Um, maybe uh, we need fifty percent more, but uh, at the moment we only have a few ten thousand uh, EV on the street. Well, so
6: thirty thousand,
3: yeah. Yeah, so that's not that's not the the problem. Although in the last. Uh, Last quarter uh, two new cars one out of two new cars are eV but uh, I, I I don't think at the moment that will draw a, a, a big load of electricity from the system so now the the, the uh, most challenging one is um, how we can cope with the increasing uh, electricity consumption due to climate change uh, with hotter weather and many record breaking uh, extreme heat. That days I, I think uh, we, we need to think about that um, on the other hand is how we can compact climate change safe energy uh, in order to uh, put less pressure on the peak low demand I, I think that's very important
0: All right Dr. Yu, like uh, going back to the power outage in, Yun, uh, in the on the uh, uh, bridge in Yunlong and that it lasted for 13 hours um, under the current scheme of control agreement between a CLP power and the government can CLP power be penalized?
3: Um, I'm not too sure but I can give you some uh, benchmark uh, for uh, reward and penalty so um, the average um, you know the electricity uh, reconnection time um, if below 65 minutes then um, there will be reward but if higher than 85 minutes there will be penalty And for the reliability, also 99.992% or below, then they will face penalty. So it depends on the formula. Because it's a one-off incident, and you need to look at the entire figures, the total figures per year per customer. So we need to do some calculation whether whether they uh, haven't met the requirements and result in a penalty. I think that requires some calculation right. for M- the whole year.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zhang, what was your understanding? Under existing agreements, can CLP power be penalised?
8: Uh, I agree with uh, what uh, Dr. Yu just mentioned. Uh, so we um, This uh, uh, this instance, this massive instance, will definitely affect the all-year all performance, but uh, whether that will... That that will result in a breach of the service agreement is still uh, subject to further calculation. But I do think CLP, apart from the the government uh, penalize or, or the the scheme, but I do think CLP should uh, offer or provide compensation to those affected res- uh, residents. And I, 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 this is definitely something they should do. Yeah.
0: All right. I have a few uh, Facebook messages here from our listeners, and this one is from John. He says. Uh, The government should demand an independent report. Self-analysis is a faulty method. And uh, he also goes, it was a CLP failure. Number one, single point failure should not be any, I mean, there should not be any single point failure in the system. Design, I guess that the cabling has been failing for some time, but nobody conducted checking with infrared imaging, which would have shown cable fault before the failure. Um, Mr. Zhang, do you have any response to that? Do you think that there should be an independent report?
8: Yeah, I I, I do agree that CLB should submit their own report, but the government should, should definitely invite a third party. Uh, experts to conduct an, uh, to conduct another independent report, and I think the the the, the investigation should not uh, should not just focus on the technical part. Should also, uh, I think our our investigation uh, should also uh, talk about how we build a more resilient city. In ter- uh, when when, uh, when 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 similar incidents happens uh, ever happens again, definitely we, we don't want any similar incident happens again. But uh, uh, what happened uh, the, the the day before yesterday already showed us that. Um, we cannot take, take things for granted that they will never happen. So we need, so, so what's, what is really important is that we should build up our capa- capability to how to cope with such massive uh, disruption and how to make our city
1: more resilient.
6: Well, yeah, indeed, part of that is, as we were just talking with the school about, you know, students were complaining about the lack of air conditioning or that they had to walk up and down stairs. Does that come into it? I mean, am I being harsh on the kids here? Or do you think we need to sort of build a slightly more resilient youth here as well? They've been, you know, have very uh, easy air conditioning and lifts. And perhaps it's time to, to have some hard lessons.
8: Oh yeah, I think when we talk about resilience, we're really talking about those critical public facilities. The, what, what, what's the design for the backup systems, and, uh, um, and what, uh, what should be the performance standards? And I, I, I think, yeah, um, definitely, um, how to like uh, during a major uh, disruption, how to maintain the those uh, critical services, including the the school, the the, the school normal working, uh, should be one of the topics that that be. Uh, discussed in the yeah in, in, and traffic lights up, and,
6: yeah. and street lights i i you know I, I understand in some cities they're on separate networks but uh, should they be should they be separated because you know the whole the whole city goes black that's not a a great thing is it
5: yeah the traffic
8: lights is definitely uh should be considered as a critical critical uh, a critical facility because i i also myself also drove to a tincture area at around half o'clock and uh I have to I have to say that our citizens have been very really 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 good because uh, they, uh, that all the drivers were giving way to others and and putting uh, safety as the as the first priority. But we we cannot just rely on you know individual human behavior, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 traffic lights uh, have been like out of uh, service for nearly six to seven hours in yeah. some areas, and that's a. Uh, that's uh, not acceptable to, to me. Yeah. I saw I mean, some. Uh, definitely should improve the design,
6: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I was watching dash cam footage of some of the, the citizens, the pedestrians who were actually helping to direct traffic, which was a great thing to see. There was a very good community spirit um, to help get the fire engines through. But at the same time, a lot of people were taking to the roads in cars when there was no traffic lights or, or street lights. So it, it seems like perhaps we have things backwards here a little bit sometimes. What would you suggest about that? Do you think EVs, for example, would be the answer here? Because uh, they they're, they're going to use more power, and also there's going to be problems of resilience if there is grid problems in the future.
8: Um, I do think, in terms of loading or capacity, the, it should be the, the power supply company to. To catch up with the uh, with the, what people need, but I'm I'm more I'm more concerned with how uh, with our contingency plans into uh, when a, a situation like the the Yunlong power supply uh, power supply uh, power supply suspension uh, does happen. Yeah.
0: And uh, you, earlier you you said uh, that there should be an independent uh, investigation into the power outage. Uh, what about compensation for affected residents? I mean, what do you think?
8: Yeah, I I. I I, I do think the CLP should provide compensation to those affected uh, residents. For example, like to waive the charge of uh, of, of their next uh, electricity uh, bill, and also provide a, 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 a convenient channel for those who who, um, who encourage who encourage uh, 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 property or, or or other loss or damage to claim for their for their loss. Yeah.
6: Okay. Do you think the, the scheme of control, we were talking about it earlier, and perhaps uh, Dr. Yu, you could also ask about this, the scheme of control needs to have some more incentive for resilience and more incentive or penalty for lack of resilience in the, uh, on top of what they already have?
8: Yeah, I think the, in the in the scheme of control, the most uh, the the, the, the most, most most of the focus have been put on the reliability on the on the performance, right? Uh, but uh, the resilience uh, the resilience element has been relatively new in in in, in, uh, in recent years of development. So uh, I I do, I do think you, yeah we should uh, look into the scheme of control and see whether we should add uh, more elements regarding to uh, the the performance uh, in terms of the resilience. Yeah.
6: Mm. What about the backup systems around the city? I, I would imagine that, so, you know, RTHK here, we've got backup generators, obviously, but uh, I think some large schools might have some sort of backup system. Is is that common around the city, or do you think we're going to see more people will need backup batteries and, and, you know, big power packs in their houses going forward?
8: Yeah, there are, for many public facilities, they, they do have backup systems, but uh, I, I don't think we have, uh, like... A, Standard like a like like a, a, a standard across the city on which facilities should have what sort of uh, level of backup. So uh, that's also one of the questions I raised in the in a logical class, uh, in my logical urgent queue mm. and to. I, I, I do hope the government can uh, give more information on what should be the backup uh, design for different public facilities, like the fire station, like police station, like public transport, and we uh, we could uh, we could uh, properly review uh, whether uh, review and uh, to evaluate whether the current uh, provisions are sufficient. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, CLP power, I mean, looking back at the uh, power outage, uh, CLP power, it has already apologised. But uh, um, to the both of you, Mr. Zhang and uh, Dr. Yu, is it enough?
8: Um, I I think apologies definitely uh, is is something they should do. But uh, there are a lot more to be done, like the the investigation report and also the uh, compensation arrangements here
6: is there any implications here for the so-called microgrid and that's people plugging their own power generation in and then selling it to the grid now uh, some of the installations i've seen over on lammer island that the microgrid solar are a little bit sketchy to say the, to say the least so is there implications on grid reliability here if we're sort of outsourcing electricity production to individuals with a, with a rooftop dr you
3: um i, I think uh, the worldwide trend is uh, about Decentralized distribution. So uh, we we should look for a variety of uh, energy, uh, you know, different source of uh, supply in energy, and uh, definitely how to connect it uh, to the main grid or how to uh, uh, supply um, the own building. I, I think that's a definitely a direction for us to explore. And um, uh, 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 on the condition that uh, will not, you know, um, cause any instability to the entire uh, uh, grid system, I I would say. And uh, moreover, I I think now this incident, in fact, has caused inconvenience uh, to the citizen in that uh, area. But more important is uh, how how we can build the urban resilience. This time, maybe the cause behind is about the high temperature. Um, uh, we don't know. But, but next time, it could be flooding uh, that cause uh, a disruption in our power supply. So I, I think uh, the overall uh, how we are going to face climate change, the, all these climate-related risks, I, I think we, we really need to have some more in-depth study uh, to enhance our resilience. I, I think that's very important. Uh, That could happen again in the future, but uh, maybe caused by different reasons.
0: All right. uh, We'll have to leave it here for now. But thank you very much for joining us this morning. That's uh, uh, Dr. William Yu from the World Green Organization and a lawmaker. Uh, Gary Jang joining us this morning and uh, now it's uh, 25 minutes past nine and it's time for us to move on to our next topic and that's about the delay in the opening of the two of the three main venues at the long-awaited Kai Tak Sports Park. To comment on this we're now joined on the line by the Sports Commissioner Young Tak Kung. Good morning Mr. Young. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the program. So first of all can you explain why there is a delay?
9: Well, our, our project uh, kicked off in uh, early 2019, and uh, now it's almost um, three and a half years. Uh, but uh, in the past two years or so, um, well, the uh, construction industry um, <clears throat> has been greatly affected by the pandemic. Because, um, well, um, in Hong Kong, when we uh, have a large scale project uh, like this, we need to import a lot of uh, materials from overseas and the mainland. But in the past uh, two years um, the transportation um, schedule has been uh, uh, changing all the time and uh, it's been uh, very difficult to uh, to get the materials and and the components that that we want so uh, basically um, uh, at the moment the uh, the building structures of the fee venues. Uh, more or less uh, completed, so we expect the structures themselves uh can be topping out uh within this year but uh, then after that we there are still a lot of uh, works uh need to be done. Including uh, the uh, the uh, uh, outside of the venues and also the interior works, etc., and uh, all these work uh, will take time and needs uh, the building materials and uh, and other materials to complete uh, uh, the, the works. So we reviewed uh, we reviewed the program uh, recently, and uh, uh, well, uh, and uh, after reviewing the uh, the progress so far, we need to. Um, Revised the program uh, for the main stadium and the indoor sports centers uh, by uh, nine months to twelve months. So um, the main reason is, is about the pandemic. There's uh, very little that we can, we, we can done uh, so the, we can the... do um, in in the past uh, two years.
6: The, the concrete supply isn't down to the pandemic, is it? Because most of the concrete comes from uh, like these plants in, in Tong. Now, I believe EPD has been trying to shut down one of those concrete plants for environmental infringements. Is that perhaps the reason that the concrete's not coming through because of, you know, sketchy uh, environmental credentials of the concrete companies, not so much uh, the, the sort of global supply problems?
9: It's not so much about the concrete because uh, in this uh, in, in this case uh, the concrete mostly comes from um, from the mainland. So um, we have been relying on the supply from our, from from the mainland companies. So it's not so much related to to the, to the plant you just mentioned.
6: Mm. How about the uh, so w- which parts will be finished? Will the water park be finished soon as well?
9: Well. Uh, the um, we have one sports ground uh, with uh, five thousand seats. That will be uh, suitable for uh, athletic meets and football matches. And uh, 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 the sports grounds uh, should be uh, completed by uh, end of next year uh, on time. And um, so this one will be uh, opened first according to the current schedule.
0: And, and just on a slightly different topic, uh, the Hong Kong Rugby Union has suggested implementing a closed-loop system ahead of the uh, scheduled Rugby Sevens event in November to uh, minimise the risk to public health. Um, what's your view on that? Is it doable?
9: Well, um, we have been uh, giving them uh, full support to the event uh, because from a sport angle, this is an important event uh, and uh, it has been very successful in the past um, Past, past years, so uh, um, we have been uh, discussing with the rugby union uh, about how we can uh, hold the event uh, within this year uh, in November uh, tentatively, uh, but uh, because this is a large-scale event with large number of overseas players and, uh, and spectators as well. So uh, un- well, as the pandemic situation uh, fluctuates, uh, we need to devise a set of um, health precautionary measures and social distancing measures uh, to ensure that the UN uh, can take place safely. So at the moment, we are, we are in, discussing, uh, in discussion with uh, the Rugby Union and also uh, our health authorities, and we are trying to devise a, a set of uh, suitable um, uh, guidelines.
0: All right, uh, Mr. Young, we'll have to leave it here for now. Thanks again for joining us this morning. That's uh, Young Tak Kung, the Commissioner for Sports. Also, many thanks to your emails and comments. And of course, to my co-host James Ockenden and my producer Yuki. Now, here's the weather before we go. It will be fine, very hot during the day with highs of around 33 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. Winds light to moderate southerlies. And the outlook, very fine and very hot in the next couple of days isolated showers early next week. And just a reminder that the very hot weather warning is now in effect. 30 degrees at the moment, 72% relative humidity. It's the 25th
7: anniversary of Hong Kong's return to the motherland. And the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region is celebrating its 25th year. This special occasion is for every Hong Kong citizen. A wide range of events are being held to celebrate the anniversary